<laughs> Ladies and gents, boys and girls, you guys already know what it is, baddest podcast on the land. I mean, this man needs no introduction. You know, I don't need no introduction, but we always introduce ourselves to the new viewers, to the new people around the world. Because if you don't know us by now, off of Spotify, off of Apple, off of YouTube, if you don't know us by now, get on, get on the good foot and you better hop on, hop aboard the night train. Because you guys already know it's Mr. Funkachu. Ooh, I got that stuff. Mr. Funkadelic. Jones in the goddamn house. We in here, goddamn it. Uh-oh. Don't come down with nothing. It's your boy, Aaron Fornicetti, back again with another episode of the Basement Friday Podcast. Make sure you check us out on all streaming services. And I got to check to see if we're on Tidal because, you know, I feel like a lot of people say Tidal doesn't get enough love. But all streaming services and also YouTube, where you can see us live in action each and every Friday. And what I got for you today is the Hoodie Boys. You know, you got the Hardy Boys, Team Extreme. You got the Hoodie Boys in the building. Basement Friday Hoodie Edition. We in the house. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Hoodie Boys here. Hardy Boys, you know. Sign us up for a match. We win in the Tag Team Championships. (laughs) <laughs> hey man they call themselves team, team extreme well we got a stream podcast for y'all <laughs> exactly man we go stream on here each and every week man make sure y'all definitely like comment subscribe make sure you guys hey tell a friend to tell a friend that's what Aaron always say man tell your tell your mama tell your grandma you know what I'm saying we always out here working you know the basement Friday incorporated whether we on the air, off the air, don't even matter. We just don't care. We give you that mean stand. That's how we got. <laughs> That's how we got to do it. But man, we got a good show for y'all, man. Action pack. I'm gonna let the good. I'm gonna let the pastor go on and speak to him, man, brother. Speak the good word. <laughs> All right, we got the five minute rant. My five minute rant is short. We've been talk hearing about these uh, stimulus. Apparently, we're supposed to get that because of the high gas prices. I just want to know. I I get the stimulus when it came to like unemployment, because the pandemic put a lot of people out of jobs. So right. I get that to try to get people extra money in their pocket. But they said it's going to happen for about three hundred dollars as long as gas is over four dollars. What happens like? If the gas, you know, goes to three ninety nine, do we start getting these stimulus checks? I mean, if if you guys haven't noticed, gas around here has kind of dropped to like three seventy. A lot of gas stations has dropped below four dollars around here. Maybe not in DC, but definitely around PG, there a lot of gas stations have dropped below four dollars. So I'm trying to figure out. You giving us? They say if it dropped below four dollars. I ain't trying to question by dreams that they hand out three hundred dollars. Yeah, cool. But I'm just saying, y'all saying if it dropped below four, a lot of gas stations. I didn't drove past the Royal Farms and that joint was three seventy five. I pumped my gas the other day. That joint was like three eighty three. So it was like gas is. I mean, unless it's going up and down, I don't know. But yeah, gas is kind of dropping slowly, but sure, it's it's still high. 
but it's dropping slowly but surely though. Man, RP for them days. I remember as a kid, you remember gas was like a dollar five and like ninety-nine cents. Man, I wish I wish gas was a dollar and five gas night. <laughs> I wish gas was a dollar ninety-nine cent, boy. Man, ain't nobody man, it would be so many people driving. Cause we was like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like a dollar dollar. <laughs> Hey, let me get let me get twenty. Let me get fifteen on pump one. You can hey. fill your whole gas tank up. I'm telling you, well, probably all, all my homies riding full gas tanks. You know what I'm saying? Like like twenty five for me because I drive an SUV. But I'm just saying, most people out there go fifteen dollars gas just tanks is full. You be like, damn. You be like, shoot, man, you now you be balling at the gas station. You see your homie? Oh no, no, I got you. I got you. Hey, let me get sixteen right there. Hey, that'd be the only time when you see, like, I mean, fellas, man, we still could do it, but mm, no, you see a pretty joint at the gas station nowadays, you be that joint. <laughs> hey, look, I can give you half week. <laughs> I like a man who can fill my tank. You be looking at them gas prices, just be, man, I better be getting her number after this. You be like them jokes. I ain't even put gas in my car yet. Hey, listen, I can give you about half week, and you know what I mean? And, yeah, but I don't know who car coming. My car got coming for yours because like, you ain't gave me no number. Like, I don't know if you got a boyfriend. I don't know nothing. You just look at them gas prices. Nah, you be like, ah. You be like, you be like, but she do look good, though. But boy, them gas prices, but she sure do look good. She look good, but she gas, gas price good. But she be like, the way you gas prices looking. Hey, look, because hey, it reached five, you might have to reconsider. Even that job. I don't think it's gonna, I don't think it's gonna reach five around here though. I don't. Some places I think it's already reached five, but around here I don't think it's gonna reach five. I think the highest it reached was like four sixty, but I think that was, I don't think it's gonna reach any higher than that. Though. I think it's slowly declining, but it ain't it ain't gonna make a dramatic drop. Though. I mean, anything is possible. You know, might drop down to a dollar, might go to five. You got California out there in the drought; they got seven to eight dollar gas. Hey, pray for California, because y'all are going through it. <laughs> Man, them, probably New York, some of the bigger states. I mean, some yeah. of the big, biggest cities. They probably, and D, man, D.C. too. D.C. be damn near full 90. Pull some gas. I'll be like, man, that's why I don't get no gas out here. Hey, just imagine $10 gas. Oh, ain't nobody driving. Oh, ain't, <laughs> nobody. No, ain't, nobody, ain't nobody on the road. Ain't, ain't no nobody Uber. Ain't, ain't nobody Uber no nothing because again Uber driver got put that's their gas that they got in you. Ain't nobody, <laughs> ain't nobody catching no, ain't nobody catching no buses, no nothing, bro. Like I, cause look at the metro bus, like man, who gonna fill this bag? Who gonna fill this this bus up? I ain't man. Look now you go now you seeing all the public transportation like nah, I ain't filling this joint up for ten. Right. That's what a lot of a lot of companies gonna start hurting. I'm like. Shh. They were like, hey, man, do about three stops and turn around. Everybody got to meet at this one stop. That's it. I'm the, We not driving the whole route because ain't nobody got time to fill up uh, 3,000 buses, $10 gas. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that, bro. Mm-mm. Man, to y'all out there with the eco-friendly cars, shout out to y'all with y'all with the gas guzzlers, man. man. There's always GoFundMe. <laughs> I'm telling you, them gas guzzler cars, man. All my SUV drivers, we know. <laughs> we know them gas guzzling vehicles, we know. We know, we know, man. I'm telling you. 
Shout out to y'all, man. But we're going to get today's story. We're going to talk about the man of the hour. Before we, do that, before we do that, that got to be the highlight. That got to be the main event. Before we do that, I need to get your take on something. We need to discuss something because this is something that recently just happened. So, first of all, I do want to say, I got to get this pain. So, and for all those that do not know, recently, my man Morris Chestnut got his star on the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. Oh, congrats. Congrats. Now, this has been a critical topic. A lot of people have said, does his resume kind of stack up? Does his resume... It's almost in a sense like, does he really, does he really deserve the star on the Walk of Fame? You know what I'm saying? Like, or does his movie resume, his credentials really stack up against some of the other Walk of Fame heavyweights? So we gonna discuss that before we get into our before we get into our topic of the day. And brother Aaron, you a Morris Chestnut guy, you know. You you represent for all the all the dark skinned chocolate brothers. <laughs> Listen here. Does Morris Chestnut resume stack up? And does he does what does you think he do you think he deserves that star on the walk of me? I'll put it to you like this. You know, there's a lot of stars who have walk, stars on the walk of fame that people might say they don't deserve it. Others might say, oh, of course they deserve it. Like Jennifer Lopez, you know? Like a I lot think, of I think J-Lo probably got hurt because music-wise, eh, her acting, eh, <laughs> eh. It's like, people like J-Lo, it's like, eh. It's like, hey, eh. look, we, we know why she got the star. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Oh, oh, we know. Jenny from the block. All right. hey. oh, we know. We know. <laughs> Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm real. <laughs> they, oh, we know. We know why Jenny got her star. <laughs> hey man, but it's a lot of actors, you know, who got their star on the Walk of Fame. But I do think with his resume to us, right? Because there are a lot of people in a wider audience who don't know who Morris Chestnut is, but that could be the same thing for us. There are people, you know, we know who Willie Nelson is. You know, we know who Woody Harrelson is. You know, he was in mm-hmm. White Boys Can't Jump. So I do believe if you look through his credentials, if you do look on IMDb and see everything he was in, pretty solid movies, you know, cult favorites, classics, you know. His acting is solid. He's a good actor, you know? I'm going to tell you like this. Anybody who got shot, what, four or five times in the back deserves to get a star on the Walk of Fame, man. That is that is credentials right there. He put his time in. He bled oh. for this star. He cried for this star. He he he, he got uh, he got his girl, what did he get cheated on for this star? All right. He he put the work in, man. He been through so much. You think Mary J. Blige been through stuff? No more heartache, no more pain. My man Morris Chestnut as an actor, they put this man through the ringer, man. So get this man a star. Get this man a hand right there. Give him two stars, you know. 
give him two stars. One on the Walk of Fame, one right outside his house. <laughs> now, I'm going to basically go off what Aaron said, and I agree to that extent. To us, or I, I want to start with us, to a broader audience, they probably look at more Chestnut and say no. Because of the fact that his only critically acclaimed movie is probably Boys in the Hood. Because if you look at movies like The Best Man, and that's it, that's a movie for us. The Brothers, that's a movie for us. Two Can Play That Game, that's a movie for us. <laughs> you know, and as far as some of his TV shows, like what's the John Rosewood, it didn't last that long. That's why a lot of people are probably like, eh, ah. It's like, ah, they're like, I don't think he deserved it. But I'm like, Aaron, man, if you get shot in the back, bro, I think he deserved to be on Yeah, but you know. What my thing is with, with Morris Chestnut, I think a lot of people look at it like that because they like, what has he really done? Because when you look at Morris Chestnut, I think people compare him to, you look at like the Denzels. Every movie Denzel Washington has made has got Grammy nominated. My man has won Academy Awards, Global Awards, Grammys. And then you look at somebody like Samuel Jackson, you know, another Grammy, Global. And then you look at Morris Chestnut and it's just like, hey, good, good movie. Hey, I seen your movie. Great movie. But when you see Denzel, it's a different feeling. And you, when you look at Samuel, it's just like, oh, shoot, it's Samuel Jackson. Or it's Denzel Washington, man. Like, yo, training day. But then you see, then you see more chestnut. My man, Ricky. Ricky from Boys Hill. Hell. <laughs> That's the best you can do for him, see? So I think my man Aaron is pulling up the movie list right now, what he played in. And we're going to have to go through it. And we're going to have to really category be like what movies do you be like you know what i think more chestnut deserved it you know i mean he already got it and it's kudos to him but a lot of people trying to figure out like do he really like does his resume his movie catalog and resume stack up with some of the heavyweight because you putting him up there with cats like sylvester stallone you know sylvester stallone rocky by itself is for some reason it's like the the movie, yeah, like everybody just loves <laughs> Rocky. Then you put like Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro played in every gangster film that you can, every monster movie you can think about, Goodfellas and Bronx Tales and Raging Bull back in the seventies and all that. And he even played in uh, the God, the second part of The Godfather. He was the young uh, uh, Dom Corleone. You know what I'm saying? Dom, not Dom. You know, not me. You know me. I mean, I am, <laughs> I am the Godfather. Go. I am the Godfather, but brother Aaron, man, run the list down for us, man. Let's see what we got cracking on here. Let's see what we got cracking. Hey, I'm gonna tell you like this. So we got the first thing he starred in was actually called Freddy's Nightmares. You know, he was one of the people who died. See, he just died in all kinds of ways. You know, that was, before he that got was shot. Like, that was like what one of the last Freddy Krueger movies. That was a TV series. He was in like one episode. So, like, before he was getting shot in the back, he was getting killed in the snipe maze. This man has been through so much. All right. So, after that, he got shot in the back. One year later, Boys in the Hood. Then he was in The Last Boy Scout. He was the last. He was surviving. 
Look at this. Then he was in In the Line of Duty, Straight War, Ernest Green Story, Out All Night. He was in Living Single, which is again, you know, for TV the show. community. Yeah, TV show. He was in Inkwell, Higher Learning, another good movie. He was in Higher Learning? Mm-hmm. He was the track mm-hmm. anchor. He just was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. I was like, yeah, okay. So we got Under Siege 2. We got Firehouse. He was in G.I. Jane, which, you know, it was an all right movie. Shout out to Demi Moore. C-16, The Best Man. He was in ER, so that's not his most recent role. It's not his first doctoral role. He was in The Brothers to play that game. See, around 2000s when things started to pick up. He was in The Killing Yard. Like Mike, he was in Make Me Like Mike. He was in that movie, Half Past Dead, Luther Vandross. You know, he was in a music video, a movie called Confidence, Breaking All the Rules. He was in Anacondas, Ladder 49, Dante, The Cave, Bones, which was a great show, by the way. The Game Plan, Shout Out to the Rock, Perfect Holiday. The Prince of Motor City, Not Easily Broken, Love in the Nick of Time, V, American Horror Story, Think Like a Man, Identity Thief, American Dad, Acting Skills, VoiceOver, The Call, Kick-Ass 2, The Best Man Holiday, Nurse Jackie, The Perfect Guy, Heist, Legends, When the Bow Breaks, Rosewood, Prominence right there, Girls Trip, you know, Having Fun with Ladies, Goliath, Being Mary Jane, the Enemy Within, The Resident, and our kind of people. He's also a director. You know, he directed a couple films. So not just a prolific actor who's here and there in the movie industry. He also directed. So there you guys go. Let me ask you one question. So out of all those movies that you listed, right, out of all those movies, which one of them has really been like, Grammy nominated or like one of them like this gonna go down as one of the greatest films of all time type of movies but outside of Boys in the Hood probably but probably the best man probably got some type of nomination maybe yeah but I was uh, I would say even though it's not a movie I would say Rosewood because that's when he started to uh cross over into like more of a mainstream show because not just like black people watch Rosewood Everybody watched Rosewood. So with that, you know, a lot of people were like, who's more chestnut? Who's this fine, dark-skinned black man on my screen? And then you go deep into his archives. You're like, ah, okay. So I think that's what kind of woke him up, woke people up to his catalog. So okay. That's been a debate. I, I've been hearing that like on other radios and other podcasts and stuff like that. People just been like, does this man really deserve the walk the star on the walk of fame like i said in the black community we all know who morris chestnut is now to a more mainstream audience a lot of people ask it's like morris chestnut because like let's be real i like i don't know how many black people we got on the walk of fame but just to name a few again you you probably got like spike spike lee everybody know who spike lee is Michael Jackson, everybody, even though Michael tried to go Villalago on us, but 
everybody know who Michael Jackson is. Everybody know who Prince is, Whitney Houston, you know. And then you look at legendary, like, like actors and comedians and stuff like the the um Eddie Mur the Eddie Murphys, the Richard Pryors, the Sidney Portiers, um, Samuel Jackson, Denzel Washington, you know, Angela Bassett, people like that, people who kind of resume is kind of like solid. Cause like let's be real, in the 90s, the main two people, the main two people that was being played that was used as like father mother figures was Lawrence Fishburne and Angela Bassett. That was the 90s. It was them two. They was like the stone cold, like, yo, we need a mother role. Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Those are the main two. You know who got a star? Who? Anthony Anderson. And see, that's kind of another questionable, too, because, I mean, but outside of, I think a lot of people knew who he was when he played Law & Order. But other than that, what, I think the most people have seen Anthony Anderson is now because of Blackish. That's it, because of Blackish. We in the Black community, we know who Anthony Anderson is. But to a mainstream audience, before Blackish, how many people really knew who Anthony Anderson really was? You know what I'm saying? How many people really knew, like, he was in Two Can Play That Game. And I was like, hit, like my man Anthony Anderson has been around for a long time. He's been around for a long time. I think he, like he was in all like the, the scary movie little spinoff, the scary movie spinoff Jones. Yeah, you he know been what I mean? all, these, the all these all these movies. Like he's been around, but how many people you knew really be like, yo, Anthony Anderson is like, yo, like Anthony, like before Blackish is is when you really see Anthony. Blackish is really you mostly seen Anthony Anderson throughout the two thousands. You rarely seen Anthony Anderson. You rarely seen this guy. Rarely. So that's why I said the same with Morris Chestnut. It's like Morris Chestnut playing at movies galore, but it's like how many people what worldwide really know Morris Chestnut? That's why I keep trying to say like Angela Bassett, Samuel. J I mean, the whole world knows Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson fan base is beyond this world. But then you compare him to like a, a Morris Chestnut and even an Anthony Anderson. That's like a Bill Bellamy. How many people you really know? Like, how many people really know Bill Bellamy? Hey, shout out to Bill Bellamy, you know. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, worldwide, how many people really know Bill Bellamy? Not, not that many people. In the black, because he's a black comedian. You know, in the black, yeah, we know Bill. And then you might go like, oh, man, Bill Bellamy is funny. But that's about it. Other than that, it's kind of like, but I'm happy for my man, Morris Chestnut. My man, Ricky, finally then got shot. He got shot for <laughs> Walker Fame, man. Ricky, you did it, bro. Ricky, you did it. My man, Lance. Lance, man, you lost your wife. Your man's cheating on you. Your man slept with the one guy. Thank God. <laughs> hey, well, first of all, man, y'all to my boy Morris Chestnut, man. I'm trying to tell you, there's a lot of actors, there's a lot of actors and actresses that <laughs> that you can say throughout their time period, you be like, no one really knew who they are, but but for my man Morris Chestnut, man, he finally got the star. Hey, man, this man went through so much. 
They always, they always was killing you, bro. For some reason, they, they got killed, always... cheated on, finessed. Yeah, they always been trying, man. Patient died on them. <laughs> I tell you, man. Hey, hey but he man. be playing detective role serious. Like my man be showing up in the coat, just be you are this person. You are this person. Like he be, he be serious playing detectives, man. That don't be crazy. I think it was uh identity identity theft. Yeah. With uh with yeah, I forgot the, the main character name, but he was in that joint. Are you Sandy Patterson? Like, I was like, damn. <laughs> Are you Sandy Bigelow Patterson? I was like, damn, what the damn? I said that thing, that man was serious. I was like, he played roles very serious, but that's my man though, man. Shout out to my boy Morris Chestnut, man. Congrats to Morris, man. Cause <laughs> hey man, put that guy in jail. Put him in jail. All right, so what are you going to do? We're going to get to our next topic. Actually, somewhat related. We're going to talk about the Grammys. Now, Grammys, just like other war shows, the Oscars and other what CMT, AMAs, the whatever she got out there. Nobody's watching them. MTV Music Awards, Movie Awards, no one cares. Everybody's doing whatever. But what is, you know, something a lot of people are saying is the fact that, you know, the viewership is down. And I think it was one show. I forgot. I think it was like the Academy Awards right, mm-hmm. that just went by where they decided not to air it because nobody was watching. They was like, look, we're not going to put this on TV because it costs money. We ain't got money for advertisements if y'all ain't going to be here. So our main point is, do people really care about the Grammys? Do artists care about the Grammys? Is it anything worth you know, watching or winning. I mean, we did see Kanye pee on his Grammy, but that other than artists who don't pee on a Grammy, what's your opinion? I think the Grammys are a joke, honestly. I don't, I don't even watch the Grammys. I don't watch the, the Academy Awards, Golden Globe. I don't watch none of them rich uppity award shows. What I think we should do here, and this might sound crazy, because the only time people really watch BET is the BET Awards. So what they should do is just take all the Black actors and actresses and Black films and just incorporate it with the BET Awards. I don't know if you got to change the name of it. That's fine. If you want to keep leaving it as the BET Awards, more power to you. I'm going to be for that. But just incorporate it somehow, some way, and just and all that. Because let's be real, the Grammys have been ripping off black actors and actresses for a very long time. Like let's be when Macklemore beat Kendrick Lamar for best rap album. That's how I knew the Grammys was a joke. That's how I knew the Grammys was a joke. And my man Aaron Paulson. Cause he probably like, mm, I don't know, thrift shop was kind of like a dollar. <laughs> I would find some tags. You know what I'm saying? Like, but and then you look at like, granted, you got movies like, you know, I seen one of my man Denzel was nominated for Flight. You know, Flight was a crucial movie. But when you and then when you look at movies like, when you look at movies like La La Land, first of all, let's be real. What is that movie even about? That movie was out there blowing. Just out the water. I was just like, fam, what is this movie even about? It's like it's a bunch of whole bunch of singing and dancing. 
That's what and it is. And guess what? Won a whole bunch of awards. A whole bunch of awards. And you sitting there thinking like, what is this even about? So that's why I said when you look at when you look at movies and music to us, going up against the Grammys, we don't even belong in the Grammys. So like that's why that stuff to us is like when we get our big moment on the at the Grammys, we show out. Kings Lamar came up there with chains on and stuff like that. You know, to the white to the white folks, they probably was like, uh. Cause that's us making. Cause again, we don't belong. Like they just put us up there just because, just because they're like, all right, let's just have a, a best rap album. Let's have a best rap album. You know, let's have a best this album. Like let's 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 show that you know that show like rap do get love here at the Grammys. They don't care about rap. They don't care about that. That's why you got people like Eminem. Eminem has what? How many Grammys? Ain't never showed up to the Grammys. I'm not afraid. Yeah, I'm like, Eminem has won how many Grammys? My man ain't never been to the Grammys. My He's been like a couple of times. What was it, 2010 for the recovery? Probably, he, it, it's, right. it's just that he tired of the Grammys. He like, another one. Right. It's almost just like, okay. Like, I ain't gonna lie too. If I was a rapper or I was a musician and they was like, hey, your, your, your album is, is Grammy nominated. Okay. Who you think I really care about? I care about trying to please them or try to please my fans. Like I'm not. I, if, it, if it wins, cool. Bring the Grammy back. I'm. I got other things going on. I don't care about the Grammys. You know, like people don't. People think. People think of awards as like people. People look at awards as like, oh, you know, it's an achievement. Now I get it. Depends on what you're doing. Now, to to be. An NBA All Star. You can have eight NBA All Stars. Anybody can make the All Star game. Not that many people can win MVP. Not that many people can win the NBA Finals. So I get that. Now it's different in sports compared to music. Cause you look at somebody like Nas. Nas been around for how long? Nas been rapping his ass off. My man had made critically acclaimed projects. My man been making good solid albums. It took my man until, what, 2020 to win his first Grammy. What does that tell you? This man won his first Grammy in damn near almost like 20-some years. This man been in the game for like 20-some years to win his first Grammy. Do you think Nas really kid? No. Because if he's sitting there like, man, he ain't sitting in the studio like, I really want this Grammy. No, he's not. If he win, he like, damn, I finally got one. <laughs> it's like, damn, I finally got a Grammy. But... We ain't really tripping about Grammys because at the end of the day, it's like, okay. Yeah, now, definitely. Now, before I came to earn, now if our album is beating beating worldwide, then that's a different story. Then it's something to talk about. So it's like saying if a rap album is beating uh, a lot of mainstream white artists, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's like, if it's like album of the year, if we just if we went album of the year, it might be a different story. Cause then you going up against pop artists, rock artists, uh country artists, uh gospel. If you beat if your album beat all of them, and then we might be like, damn, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm like, yo, you went out, you you had the out. So that's like, bro, you had 
the album of the year compared to like it's like what how many genres of music and your album beat all of them that's a different accomplishment but if you just talk about best rap album all right it's like i'm in a box i'm in the rap box okay cool but album of the year that's reggae country rap like that's everybody and you won then that means that that shows that your album stands the test of time. That's kind definitely. of different. Def, like that's different though. Definitely, I'd say it doesn't matter. You know, shout out to Lauren Hill who did a sweep. You know, I thought, you know, her winning all those Grammys was something amazing. You know, right? She made history with the Grammys. Uh, shout out to Niles who finally got a Grammy, and. That just tells you a lot of the best people in the game don't win Grammys, you know. Up up until recently, Nas was a winner, but you got people who are like pop, you know, back then. Uh, you got people who, um, I'm trying to think of any other artists who didn't get a Grammy. I think most of the people eventually, later on in their careers, end up getting Grammys. But as far as sports, you could look at AI, never won a championship, but one right. of the greatest, one of the most talked about. For mm -hmm. me, I'd say like there are people who are like underground, not really underground, but like they're sort of known like currency, you know, right. who I could see as somebody who has a cult following with the people mm -hmm. who didn't win a Grammy. You know, you got people like that who that's what they wake up for every day. They're fans, a solid fan base. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, you see him on social media. He's enjoying his life, his wife, his kids, playing around with the cars. He get to go to shows and get paid and live the life. It gets to a certain point where it's like, I don't really care about a piece of metal, you know, right. because yes, you get to win it, but what happens after it? It's like now what, right? It, it, it's you know what it's like. It's like graduating high school. It's yeah. like, yes, I finally made it. I got my diploma. Now what? And yeah. then you go to college. And it's like, yo, I got my degree. Now what? So it's always that feeling of like, what now? You know, you win one Grammy. Cool. Is this the end for you? Or are you going to keep making music? So for the people who make music despite anything, despite not winning a Grammy or whatever else award there is out there, shout out to y'all. And see, I think, and I'm glad you touched on like the artists like Currency and Liz, Currency will probably never win a Grammy because that's not what Currency even aims for. Like Aaron said, he just do it for his core fan base. You know, if he do get nominated, he gonna be up against people like Drake. And you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't Currency ain't beating Drake. No, I'm not trying to disrespect him. I'm just like, I'm just being real. Like anytime Drake get, get nominated for a rap album, chances are Drake might win. Because Drake is just that, he's that popular. But when you think of, like, accomplishments, too, and it's almost, when you say, like, when it, when you use analogies like that, where you say, like, they just do it for their fans, that's, like, almost, that's, like, almost a comparison of an album not going gold or an album just going gold and an album going platinum. Let's be real. Every platinum album is not great. You got some. You got some people who went gold. That's better than some artists that went platinum. It's just real. 
Like a lot of these, a lot of these artists nowadays, a lot of these rap artists that's going platinum, you should be looking like this is not a platinum worth album. But if you look at some people, like you look at like the the, the back in the day, you look at like the heavy D. Heavy D probably heavy D never went platinum. My man Gold never went platinum. You think he was aiming for that? No. This man put out music that his people love. You know what I mean? You got underground artists like 8-Ball and MJG. They never went platinum. They went gold. But again, their music is like, it's like because they were doing it because of the music. They not doing it because they were, and again, it's all about your core fan base. So that's what I say, going to the Grammys, oh, getting nominated for Grammy, ah, nobody really cares because it's like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this for Grammy awards. That's like us, that's like us being podcasters. And they say like, yo, you guys have been um, awarded NAACP new coming podcast. I mean, we won't be appreciative because we got nominated, but if we win, we're not gonna sit, we're not gonna sit off camera and tell us, Aaron, we need to we need to win that award next year. What do we have to do? We're not gonna change up our format. Cause we tried, cause we got nominated for an award. We're gonna keep the same energy, and if again, if we eventually win, we're gonna just we're gonna take the award. Hey man, appreciate it, thank you, stuff like that, and we're gonna go about our day. Our format is not going to change because of that. Cause so some people get so caught up in the I just man, I got an award, I got a Grammy, I got this. Look, mama, I made it. <laughs> no, it's literally just we get nominated. Cool. Keep it moving. If we win, cool. They're like, yo, best up and coming podcast is boom. Or podcast, boom. Like, I bet we won. It's like, people, uh, before I let you go, some people get to the mountaintop of getting that award. And then some people are like, well, I reached the ultimate goal and win the Grammy. Don't really got to do much after this. I want to say, shout out to JoJo. She won her first Grammy, uh, I think. A year or two back, right? You know, I remember that first album, Get Out, right now. <laughs> it's up between you and me, man. Shout out JoJo. You know, that's another person. That's another artist who has a core fan base. You know, not super popular, but she's known. You know, when you hear that voice, you know who she is. You know, same thing with Currency. When you hear that voice, la da da la da da, that lazy rap, you know who it is. Right. You knew Grammys were trash because I think this happened. I must have been 2019, 2020. Uh, so you had Lil Nas X, Lizzo, Megan Thee Stallion, all of these recently new hot artists who came up at the same time also won Grammys at the same time. The only person in that clique who didn't win a Grammy was the baby. So looking at that, and I was like, it's not about, it's not about talent. Mm -mm. It's about popularity. Cause that's how that's how Cardi B won. Cause Cardi B beat, I think like Nipsey and some other people. Nipsey but, Pusha. Yeah. It's not about talent. It's about popularity. Cause Cardi, I think every every song on Cardi B's album, I think went platinum. Every song she put out. Every single song went platinum. That's how much that's how much airplay she was getting. I'm not taking away from her success, but you know there's a lot of people that's more talented than Cardi B, but 
she was the hottest thing out there. She was the hottest <laughs> thing out that year. So I'm like, and you just think about like how many people out here who are like, I, I mean, I hear on Twitter, you know, it's some really talented people out here who like nobody mm-hmm. really knows about. So there's more talent on land than in the sea, you know. Mm-hmm. I just put it to you like that because you know, a lot of people kind of go what's popular instead of what makes them feel when it comes to music. Like right. a lot of people, you know, they have the same tapes of music because they only listen to what's fed to them. But instead of like somebody who really likes music, who's really a fan of music, you don't care how, you don't care where it's coming from. You care about what, how it makes you feel, right? Mm-hmm. So it could be somebody from the DMV, right? They can have a hot song and I'm like, hey, yo, I like this, man. How can I help put you on? Because it could be a rapper, you could be a singer, you could be a whatever. If you can hit me right here, what can I do to help? This is why there's an old saying that all the best music don't exist on the radio. It's an old saying. The best music is not on the radio. Like, yeah, that's the mainstream stuff, but there's way talented artists that's not on the radio. So, yeah, you got the like it's no it's no knock to everybody's favorite artists, like you know, anybody that, that comes on the radio nowadays or any artist is getting a lot of radio play, but there's a lot of artists who don't get who probably get radio play in their city, but they not mainstream. And I'm telling you, like their music probably sounds 10 times better than some of these mainstream artists. Now, however, some artists though that's still more locally or underground, they, their hunger change when they go mainstream because then they start adapting to the mainstream style. And that's when you kind of, you kind of lose them as a fan. He's like, uh, you like, I was rocking with you, but then you start doing that mainstream stuff. So, so that's why too. And, and with a lot of music fans, a lot of people be wanting, don't, they don't be wanting progress. Cause they be like, man, I want that 2013 flow, that 2016 flow. Stuff like that. People do got to grow and adapt. However, some people grow and change and they just change completely. And then you just be wondering, you be like, man, this song sucks. <laughs> you be like, yo, this song is trash. And that's why nowadays, I hate to, I hate to be the bear. And this is why a lot of rap albums nowadays are barely selling over 200,000 units. Even though most of their music gets off streams, that's what a lot of them make the bulk of their money. But just pure album sales and going platinum and stuff, it ain't happening because ain't nobody really like they'll rather stream it because they ain't because they like, all right, we'll just stream it. But you want me to pay for a CD? Not this transit. I'm just I'll stream this. I'll do you a solid. Yeah, like I'll definitely get your streams up, you know, because you make some of that iTunes money. But yeah, that that album sales, mm-mm. <laughs> like mm-mm. I don't like the I don't like the album that much. Yeah, they don't, don't really get paid from the streaming services. That's why a lot of artists go on tour. Yeah. So as far as y'all out there making music, if you underground, try and get signed. I mean. I don't know why you'd want to get signed, you know, 
they take all your rights away. Better to stay independent. But if you're out here trying to make music, don't do it for the awards. Do it for the fans. You know, you make the fans happy, you'll be happy. Oh, absolutely. Man, but the background speaks. It's time for the main event. Ladies and gentlemen, our favorite host, Moy Povich, the one we used to watch when we used to stay home while we were sick. Grandmother used to give us cookies and crackers and soup. And we turned on the TV and we found out somebody got a paternity test and dang the father. So <laughs> we want to talk about our boy Maury. The sad news that after so many years, after so many years, he is going off the air. I think it's almost 30 years. He's yeah, been on 31, the air. 31 years, yeah. 31 years he's been on the air, and it's time for him to ride to the sunset. So, Maury, shout out to you. Uh, I want to get your opinion. You know, first it was Arthur, you know? Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth because I was like, man, this hit, this almost hit hard when Arthur went on the TV. But when you think of shows like Maury, Maury played a big impact in our childhoods growing up. Now, kids listen, if you, there are kids listening. How old is Maury? And the thing is, he was like 83. They say he was in his 80s, though. 80 years old. 80 years old. 83. Like, yeah, cause I, I heard I heard most of this on the radio the other day too, but um, you don't y'all don't know how impactful Maury has been to us as kids. Like literally during the summers and when we stay home from school, like Maury used to come on. I think at like one o'clock. Yeah, we literally would stop everything we doing to watch the Maury show, just to hear. The baby mothers come on in. The baby father say it ain't mine. The uh, juvenile delinquents get on their nerves, and the lie detector determined that was a lie. You were telling the truth. Like, do you not know how mind blowing that show was to us growing up? Because we've been there. This right here is Sarah. Sarah been on here nine appearances. We only look at as kids. We like. Damn how many people she sleep with. <laughs> it's like, she's been on here nine times? And then she bring another dude up there. You are not the father. Yo, the cameraman, shout out to you. You was always the legit MVP when they run off the stage. You be right there with your camera. They always talk about Olympic God. track stars. They fall on the couch. Maury go back there console them. Are you going to give up looking for him? No, Maury. No, like I know my baby dad's out there somewhere. I'm gonna find him. Like more be out there. I don't I know more mine. He be like, you've been up here nine times. You might well give it a rest. But I don't know, it's, it's how impactful the Maury show has been to us growing up. And I know for a lot of kids, uh, a lot of kids, they probably thinking like, what is the Maury show? Like, what is that? I'm like. You just don't know sitting there watching a Maury show is the most entertaining show. It's like it was entertaining as hell. Like Maury, Maury was it was the it was the more family-friendly version of the Jerry Springer show. I would definitely say it was the more family-friendly, meaning like it was not all that fighting. And not all that wigs coming off. Don't nobody, don't nobody fight on there. 
Now, Jerry Springer, everybody ready. They throwing blows on that thing there. You know, Jerry, Jerry, but, you know, but more it was just more family content. It was more just, I'm trying to get your family back together. And not hey. with all that cursing they had on it. Well, well, you know, it, it, it was it was a semi-fantasy version. We're going to say it like yeah. that. but A lighter version. There we go. It was a lighter version. Let's say it like that. Ain't nothing worse than when the 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 little scene come on and you got the baby father get booed. He come on the stage. Here comes Devon. Boo. Beep, beep. Beep, I told beep, beep. He walk up there like he is a <laughs> superstar. He been that told like, nah, boy. If it's mine, oh, I'm yeah. going take care but when he find out that Jonah ain't his, my man be doing flips on the step. They, they be like, when it comes to three-year-old, three-year-old Ray, Ray Ray, he be in that Jonah. Devon, you are not the I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She be like, oh, my man be in that Jonah. Getting it. It ain't nothing, more, it is nothing more funnier than when they bring the mother on in and she did all that disrespecting the girl and then she find out the child is her grandchild. That is hilarious. She mean that y'all, nah, Maury, if it's my house me, I'm going to do my grandchild. Then you find another kid here. Then she goes, <laughs> hey, hey, what was your favorite Maury moment? My favorite Maury moment, I forgot what the dude's name was. But <laughs> this was the most ignorant black thing you could ever say. Because he tried to, uh, it, was, it was a paternity test. And. The lady was on there talking about something. She's like, look at the baby, Maury. The Maury, the, the, the baby looks just like him. Got his nose. My man literally pointed at the screen and said, how that baby got my nose? My nose right here. <laughs> <laughs> I said, bro, what? I said, that got to be the most ignorant but hilarious thing ever. My man said, Maury, how you got my nose? My nose right here. I said, Yo. bro. I said, bro. I said, stop it. Bro. Stop it. I said that's a, that is some ignorant that's some ignorant stuff right there. Just be like my nose right here, more. That's like me saying I ain't got my eyes more. My eyes right here, more. Right, that was that? hilarious, bro. Oh, oh my! That, that's mine too. That's mine too. He looked at me and you're like, my nose right here. It's like, <laughs> so, that, that's not what that means. That no, you know what's crazy? When you got the the dudes who want to be the child's father. And when they find out they're not the child, but boy, he been in jail. Now, 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 Mark, what do you have to say to Debbie if she's not, if she's, you're not the father? I don't know. I don't know more. And she's going to have to leave, you know, and, I, you know, I've been in a kid's life. I want to be in a kid's life. But if I'm not the father, then I just have to go. Then they find out when it comes to three-year-old Billy. Mark, you are not the huge being like, oh my god. Like, like, what are you cheating on me? <laughs> they walk on the stage. Nah, it was this one episode where you had this girl, right? I never forget this episode. She had five guys, five guys lined up on the stage, and none of them were the father. <laughs> so one by one, Maury is reading these paternity tests. You are not the father. Yo, that be that gotta be embarrassing as ever though. I think the lie, I think the lie detector says don't be they be hilarious too though. Yeah. Here's slept he with my little cousin, my little cousin Tracy. How in the world did you do that? Then coming at John be like, 
You said, did you have sex with Lil Tracy? You said no to a lot of things, Terminator. That was a lie. They get stressed. That was a lie. You be like, that's <laughs> all. <laughs> Shoot, you know what else, man? They also had, like, they also had, what was it? They also had, like, makeover shows and, like, other oh, random oh, shows. Oh, oh. oh I remember I it was this one where, like, the guy was like, you know, like, I love my wife, but ever since we had kids, the spice been gone and ain't been the same. And, like, she came on a show. I was like, you know, she cute. She cute. Just need a little makeover. I'm at one episode, like, it was, I think it was, still, like, the part two of that episode. She came out. The husband was like this. Bro, everybody in the audience was like, is that the same person? Bro, she got the makeover. The husband was like, hey, we about to go on vacation. I was like, yeah, y'all about to have more kids, too. <laughs> you going on vacation, all right? <laughs> you got some spice, all right. You go on vacation, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have fun, all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ain't going to make it outside the studio with the way she was looking. That's what I'm saying. But, hey, kids... All I'm saying is, like I said, I know TV nowadays is a lot different. It's a lot more sensitive and it's a lot more, oh, you can't say that, can't do that, can't do that. But during the times growing up, yeah, the Maury show was one of the most impactful shows in our childhood growing up. All right. That's almost as, this is almost as great and as worse as when your parents, not your parents, but when grandma being there watching the Wheel of Fortune and the Price is Right. The Maury show was the greatest, but when you in there watching with grandma, she watching The Price is Right and Wheel of Fortune, you just be like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> like, oh, oh, God, she ain't watching The Wheel of Fortune. Good Lord. She ain't watching The Price is Right. Do The Price is Right still come on TV? Yeah. They need to take that off TV. Hey, man. Uh, they got that. Wheel of Fortune still on. They just had, like, a situation going on with Will of Fortune. Because the price is right. Y'all know y'all be so ignorant on the price is right. When they be <laughs> doing the bidding part, when they be in that joke, everybody wants your bid. Somebody go in there and be like, all right, I'm going to bid $530. They go to the person beside them. I'm going to bid $531. I'm like, man, you ignorant for that, man. <laughs> Actual you retail really price $529. Yo, bro, what? You really gonna be one dollar higher than me? Come That's on down. Like, me and Joe, and you know, and you know they, they give it to the closest person. So they're like, and it's five hundred and forty dollars. Look at the person with five thirty one. Yeah, I mean that don't bro. Right, they would have so that, saucy. I would have tripped that man or woman up. You know, if she, you know, she if she good. You, you but, know, it's funny. Like when it comes to the constellation. Like, if yes. they don't end up winning, they be like, oh, I feel better. I feel better. But it's like, if they end up wet winning, it's a new car. It's like, they got a new car. I could have had a new car. <laughs> a treadmill? That should have been mine. <laughs> and then they be winning stuff sometimes that you that don't make no sense. You win a nice good steamboat. Look at me and look at us in the city. Be like, hey, I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do with a steamboat? Where, where, where I'm going to take that thing in? First of all, I, I live in the park. I mean, what are you going to put that damn uh, park, park it in the, in the one of the spots over there? <laughs> what the hell am I going to do with that speedboat? Hey, look, you see people with speedboats around here,
they probably went on the prices right because ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way. Ain't no ain't no way. But you went a trip to Alaska. I hate the code. <laughs> now, so my streaming services, especially Hulu, because I know y'all kind of famous for it. Put the Maury show on the on Hulu. Put the whole put put all 45 seasons of, of the Maury show on Hulu. Syndication. Put put it all on there. Let Maury keep eating. Let Maury yeah. keep eating while he out there, man. Let Maury keep doing his thing out there. Kids, I need y'all to go watch channel CW, whatever state that you in, and just watch all Maury reruns. I'm going to tell you, you're going to thank old Funkadelic and Ern Fornicetti. You're going to thank us later and be like, man, this is a great show. This some, kids might, some kids might think it's scripted, but that's okay. They're like, ah, oh, this is scripted. It ain't no it ain't no worse than what y'all be doing on TikTok, so I'm just keeping it all the way real with you. So, hey, watch the show and you can thank us later, man. I'm trying to tell you. Hey, like, I would say add Judge Judy to your rotation, too. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Judge Judy, Judge Joe, uh, Judge Mathis, Divorce Court, mm, mm, take all them jokes off. We don't want to return the sender. We want to know. This man, Judge Mathis, had a whole backstory. I was like, hmm, he had a rough life. I got to watch this. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I always, thought, I always thought the judge show was scripted, though. I ain't going to lie. I was like. Oh, they are. But, yeah, I was about to say, I, 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 don't think, I don't think you want to air your personal business out like that on like you think the Maury show is bad where it's like you can't find your baby father just imagine going you're live in court talking about some nah you honor I I I I'm suing her for uh for thirty thousand for three thousand dollars in damages I'm like you really out here suing somebody yo I remember I I know this all the time because you know this ain't got to do with the Maury show but I mean, it was a fat dude on, on Judge Mathis. And my man was telling the story. And I guess a fight broke out at a cookout. And he was in there like, Judge, you I ain't going to lie to you. I seen everybody throwing, and they were scared like roaches. He said, what did you do? I was protecting the fool, you <laughs> I, like, I was like, bro, I was like, this guy, you know, I'm a bro, like, come on, fam. But, but no, shows like Maury, and to Aaron's point, Judge Judy and Judge, those were shows when we didn't have cable. Because, yeah. guys, cable wasn't always around. We always had basic cable, 5, 7, 9, 20, 22, 50. 26. 26. So we basically had to grow up watching shows like Maury, Judge Judy, Judge, like Judge Joe, like Joe Mathis, Judge Mathis, Divorce Court. Price is Right, Will of Fortune, Arthur, you know, um, every rerun you can think of of Friends, Everybody Loves Raymond, Seinfeld. Simpsons. Simpsons. Hey, shout out to Fox, man. God no, God knows, like, The Simpsons got to be one of the worst cartoons ever. But we just sat and had to watch through every Simpsons, uh, King of the Hill at one point in time. yeah. They yeah, because Fox is what got everybody to American Idol. Like, nobody expected to watch American Idol. I think a lot of people, when it came to the first uh, season, it was just on. And you just had people singing. It was like, oh, they're kind of good. And there was people who were bad. It was like, they suck. I'm going to keep watching this. This is That's hilarious. They suck. So I'm going <laughs> to keep watching. So, But 
this was so kids, this was during a time when we didn't have kids. So shows like Maury and Jerry Springer, all these shows I just named, they impacted our childhood. So Maury going on TV, Maury was like a superhero to us. Maury was like Maury was like the detective of Dan, like, like damn he a dead me father, damn he this, damn he that or damn she a hoe. Damn you, damn you slept with nine dudes getting my baby. Like Maury was that guy for us growing up. You know what I'm saying? You know how is is I know you got this daytime talk shows and stuff like, but more of us was that was that was a more wherever you are, more I just want to say to you, brother, thank you. I'm gonna just say that with a straight face, brother. Thank you for the amazing thirty years. Cause my man, I am twenty eight. That means you've been on TV for a long time. Yeah, you've been on TV for a long, long time, brother. But Watching you growing up, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Definitely. I say, man, shout out to PBS, you know, shout out to Fox, shout out CW, shout out WB back in the day, shout out UPN, shout out to all the shows who made our childhood what it was. And of course, DMV Zone from Washington, D.C., Mr. Maury Povich, thank you for your service and all the laughs and all the entertainment. So, hands to the man. Thank you. Thank you very much. You got anything you want to tell the people before you head up out of here? Man, I'm, I'm like, more. it's about time to ride on up out of here. We are more. Man, without further ado, it's your boy, Aaron Fonacetti. <laughs> and it's your shoot, Mr. Pocadilla Jones. And when it comes to DMV, Mason <laughs> Friday, you are the best podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. Until next time, America. Peace.